You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 320. So don't light up those joints just yet. It's 320, not 420. I know the listeners get so excited to light up those joints, but I'm telling you, don't do it. There's 100 episodes to go. Today I'm chatting with Betamax and Parallels. We're doing a little catch-up because they are doing a West Coast tour and uh, they want you to know about it. It. All right, so we're going to be talking to them later in the show. And of course, in the meantime, we got cool music to play, some letters to read, birthdays to do, all that shit. So, how about we start and listen to this track from Pensacola Mist, which of course is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, the mighty, mighty kings of the Pattersons, Mr. Chris Dance with the 88, Mr. Mike Shima with the 82, and Mystery Donor. And, uh, you know, what the hell? Mike Erdahl with the 5666. You guys are all pretty cool. And uh, I hope you dig this track. This is Pensacola Mist with the Dying Light.
And that was The Dying Light by Pensacola Mist. That's a cool song. I think I played a track of theirs before because the the singer was doing like guest vocals on the track. And if I've read this press release correctly, uh, she's just officially joined the band. So there you go, I think. Maybe I didn't read it correctly. I can't read. Stop sending me press releases. (laughs) Uh, That was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the Kroner Club. We're talking about Hampus ML, Emil, and Glenn Main. And I would also like to report some very exciting news. David Evans has upgraded his support. That's right. He is now in a club all his own, the the 2401 Club, because I'm assuming you did that in a different currency. Anyway, David Evans is a cool guy. I'm assuming that this is the same David Evans that wrote me this message. It says, Hey, Andy, thanks for everything you do. I love the show. I made a big work change recently, left a job of 10 years to do something different, and when I cycle to work, I always listen to Beyond Synth, old and new. I'm from the Republic of Ireland. Shout out to Forged in Neon and have been living in England the past 10 years. I'm marrying a British lady, controversial, this October. So what neon color suit should I wear? What should I do for my bachelor party? And any advice for the day? Well, that's a very good question. See, I'm not so much of a wedding guy. I think I've told the story on the show before, but, you know, I just did one of those go to City Hall and sign the thing, and we just had, like, a few family members there, and then we did, like, a celebration in the summer, and that celebration was just based on what we wanted to do. We just got a tent... There was video games in there. There was a table with two TVs set up. So one of them had GoldenEye and one of them had a Wii set up. And then there was a projector in the one corner that had Rock Band set up. And then we had like fucking wheelbarrows just with beer in them. And for food, we just had burgers and McCain Deep and Delicious cake because I love burgers and McCain Deep and Delicious. So my policy has always been that a wedding should be a celebration of the things you like that actually represent you. Because, you know, every time you go to a wedding and it's like, and now we have a four-course fucking duck meal or whatever, and it's just like, duck? I mean, like, you've never eaten duck in your life. You've never eaten a meal that was more than one course in your life. And I get it. It's like, oh, it's a special occasion. But everyone's excuse is always, oh, you know, well, we, we want to make grandma happy. I'm like, you don't even call grandma. Like, I like how people don't talk to their grandmas, and then all of a sudden it's like they're going to drop like $80,000 on a day to make grandma happy, and grandma's fucking out of it. Like, it doesn't make sense. I love burgers. I wanted to eat burgers at my wedding. I like drinking beer, although I don't really drink beer anymore. But, I mean, I did at the time. So I wanted beer at the wedding. I wanted McCain Deep and Delicious cake. I didn't want some fucking, like, eight-tier stupid fancy cake that's, like, coated with plastic and has little figures on it and stuff that you're not supposed to eat. I just want fucking chocolate cake, the kind I like. Hot dogs, barbecue. Anyway, that's my thing. It's just do what represents you. And Grandma can kiss my ass. All right, let's listen to a song. And, of course, thank you, David Evans, for your support. What neon color should you wear? I'm not really too keen on neon-colored suits, to be honest with you. (laughs) You can wear a classic suit, man. James Bond style. Come on. All right, let's listen to some more music. I want to listen to this one from 2D Cat. And uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $50 Club, there's Mr. Brandon Decker and Mr. Tim Carlton. Let's play some of that Cisco Hold music. 
Aha. And of course, Jacob Wick, my semi-sonic friend, and Retro Serenade with the 3333. And this is 2D Cat with the music.
And that was The Music by 2D Cats. Yeah, and that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's Hugh Hefner in the 2666 Club. Hugh Hefner is a Jedi Master. Are you looking forward to the Obi-Wan television show? I believe that starts soon. Oh, and if you haven't checked it out already, check out Oral Knots on YouTube. I love Oral Knots. They make really funny videos, and they've been putting out these stupid ones where they, they take the footage from the Obi-Wan trailer, and it's just called, like, Star Wars Larry, and it's all about, like, dance battles. It's fucking funny, man. Those guys are amazing. And I would also like to thank uh, Mr. A Star Apart and Mr. Clint Dowling and Mr. Alex Seligson and Mr. Blake Peterson in the $25 Club. Oh, so I got an update. It turns out everything I thought was wrong. So listen to me. I'm a man of science and I will follow the truth. I'm a truth teller. Last week, I told you a very upsetting story of how I thought my teeth were falling apart. Well, I'd like to report, A, some good news, and to let you know I was wrong about everything. So last week, as you know, I was having problems, and I was like, I felt like there's something wrong with my teeth, and then I flossed, and then like a chunk of tooth came off. And then a few days later, I flossed, and then another piece of tooth came off, and I was like, oh my god, my teeth are falling apart. I thought I had chipped a crown. I came up with this wild theory that, you know, I had chipped a crown in my back tooth, and that I'd knocked out a filling because the uh, dentist that did the fillings was about to go on maternity leave, and I thought she had done a rush job. Well, guess what? Every single aspect of my hypothesis was wrong. All of it. So, number one, I didn't chip a crown because I don't have a crown on that tooth. Because it turns out in 2019, I was supposed to get a crown, but didn't because I had used up all my insurance for the year. And so we postponed the getting the crown part, and then the fucking uh, novel coronavirus came out, and so I didn't go back to the dentist for a long time. So, it wasn't a crown. Number one, mistake. So number two, they were both just fillings that fell out. So my teeth are not falling apart. I just coincidentally knocked out two fillings very close to each other. And my theory about it being the rush job by that uh, dentist lady was also incorrect because the fillings were put in at two very different times. So one of them was from 2015, which means just the whole theory falls apart. So... I was wrong about everything. I went to the dentist, got some new fillings, and that's the end of that story, all right? So just remember that a lot of times you go through life and you're sitting there and you come up with these wild fucking theories that you totally believe, and then it just turns out to be bullshit. And now apply that to when you go on the internet and listen to fucking crazy people talk about stupid shit and just think, holy fuck, if I can be totally wrong about my own thoughts then maybe I should, when I'm listening to other fucking crazy people on the internet, maybe take what they say with a grain of salt. Because a lot of times, a lot of people will believe the wacky shit that people say and go, well, why would they lie? I mean, why would they lie about it? Well, like, (laughs) your own brain lies to you. Holy shit, I concocted a whole thing that I was 100% prepared to believe. And it was all wrong. And that was me. And on that note, I would like to listen to some Vincenzo Salvia. It is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club, like Cargo Cult Luau, Eurobeat Intensifies, Honeybeard, Johnny Five, and Mr. Joseph Richards. And this is Vincenzo Salvia featuring Laser Club with Broken Heart. Thank you. 
And that was Broken Heart by Vincenzo Salvia featuring Laser Club. And uh, you know what? That was brought to you by my awesome PayPals. Like Ross Bruce, the Silver Bruce, who I just noticed this month. Did you donate like a few more cents than normal? <laughs> I'm, I'm debating whether this counts as an upgrade. <laughs> I feel like if I play a sound effect, then everyone will go, hey, I can just raise my donation by 20 cents and get the upgrade thing. Um, But you know what, Ross Bruce, he upgraded to support. Why not? And of course, upgrade Jimpy, the king of the PayPals. And then we got Alex Lightspeed in the 1984 Club, Austin Whetstone, Jimmy Groon, the Ross Conian, Brandon Morin, Digital Dreams, Gustav Velichek, Dan Williams, Russell Nyes, Timothy Warwick, and Jersey. And Jersey has sent me a message, and he says, In the grim, dark future of the year 2022, there is only synth and the laughter of beyond synth fans. Well, Thank you, Mr. Jersey. I strive to be a beacon of light in these dark times. So yeah, later in the show, we will be chatting with Betamax and Parallels. And I have not talked to Betamax in like two years. I should tell people, it's actually good that I sort of gave you that dentist update because I've actually been recording a lot of interviews over the past few weeks um, because as I've alluded to in the past few episodes, I am in the process of moving. And so I wanted to make sure that I had a lot of interviews recorded because if I go to some place with shitty internet, I want to make sure I've got a lot of content. However, this episode was recorded only last week, I think, because we wanted to make sure it released before the uh, Parallels and Betamax West Coast Tour. They're also joined by uh, a few other uh, bands as well. So, we recorded this literally 10 minutes after I thought I cracked my tooth, so we do talk about that for the first little bit, because <laughs> I was really distraught. Like, we were scheduled to record, and then I kept on flossing, and my tooth was bugging me, and then we had to delay a few minutes because I'm like, ah, oh, guys, I, I think I need like a few minutes just to wrap my head around what just happened to me because I've never had that happen before. And so that's why I was really distressed. So just so you're, you know, that's what's going on. Not that you give a shit, but whatever. I just, <laughs> anyway, look, uh, let's listen to another song. Okay. I want to listen to this one from a uh, dream fiend from the album Outland. And uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, like Kempson in the $25 Club. Kempson, the coolest guy in town. You know what? How about a shout out for City Hunter? City Hunter, the coolest guy in town. How many coolest guys in town can there be? Anyway, whatever. Uh, then, of course, there's Ken Giroux, Neverman, Restless Nights, Robot Conglomerate, and Sir Micathy. So, hope you dig this. This is Dream Fiend with Infinite.
and that was Infinite by Dream Fiend from the album Outland. And you know who likes stuff like that is my awesome Patreon supporters who support the show at patreon.com slash beyondsynth, like Techno Ben in the $25 club, and your imaginary friend Petey. Hey, what's going to happen? I'll be living in a place where Petey will no longer be there. Petey's the dog upstairs by the way, who actually isn't barking right now, which is pretty cool. Maybe he got over his PTSD. And of course, there's Slade. And then there's Forged in Neon with the 2049. I got a message here from DJP Rocks My Heart. I'm not going to read all of it because there's some personal stuff in here. <laughs> Hey, how's it going, man? How's family? Kids? Well, they're all fine. Uh, then he says a bunch of stuff that I'm probably not going to read. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, then he says, uh, but anyway, I've been thinking how cool it would be to chat with you sometime. I'm not much of an 80s or synthwave expert for that matter, but I think it would be cool to have a nice conversation about whatever. Just like any killer Beyond Synth episode, man. So what do you say? Are we set? Keep it real and keep it 80s. Sorry, Marco. Ha, 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 ha. All right, so uh, <laughs> those are the ha-has he wrote. So here's the plan. Like I alluded to, uh, I am in the process of moving. Once I do, I'm going to be in a place where the internet isn't so good. But there is the exciting possibility that there will be good internet coming to that area soon. However, soon might be summer, it might be the fall, it might be next year. I do know that people are laying wires in this area in preparation for high-speed internet. So the reason why I'm telling you this is I do want to get back into streaming because when we do relocate, it is quite possible I might have a little space where I can stream from. Unlike now, as you know, where I'm in the middle of the living room and uh, I can't really do that. So hopefully, if if everything goes to a sort of plan, I do want to get back into hopefully streaming on a more regular basis with a more sort of structured show. And that will be the place I think where we can be a bit more interactive with listeners of the show because I totally understand the sentiment like there's a lot of podcasts I listen to and there's definitely times where I go man it'd be really cool to just chat with them I just want to have a conversation I mean if you listen to enough episodes of a podcast you do start to get to know the people who are on it and it feels like friends and you're listening in on conversations with your buddies and stuff and and you want to be a part of it and I know that feeling like I said earlier I've been recording months and months and months worth of interviews. So, you know, I basically have the podcast planned out probably up until the fall. So while I don't plan on doing any, like, listener conversation episodes of the podcast, you know, in the near future, I do want to start doing streaming and sort of open up that opportunity to, like, you know, take calls and have chats and stuff with uh, the listeners and supporters of Beyond Synth because I know some of you, and I've, I've had comments like that as well from people in my Discord who want to be part of the conversation. And so I do recognize that and that is something that I want to do and I feel like the live stream will be the better way to do that and uh, anyway that's the plan okay so uh, yeah so thanks for your uh, message dude and uh, keep listening to the show because that's what it's there for let's listen to this track from Bunny X from Young and in Love the remixes and uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters like Mr. Joshua Winter with the 20 and then in the 1988 club Mr. Wayland Mr. Kasky Mr. Geospatial and then of course there's Mr. Toots with the 1986, and then in the 1985 club, Rachel Buchelman, and in the 1985 club, Sarah Buchelman, and of course, Mr. David Evans. Oh, you did pay, it's in pounds. I get it now. Is 1950 a magical number for you? 
Anyway, and then there's Gene Creamer, Private Eye, Mads Baron Christensen, and we will never forget the immortal Chrysalia Elaine. And this is Bunny X with Can't Wait, the LaCast Remix. Can't Wait by Bunny X, the LaCast remix from the album Young and in Love, The Remixes, because it is indeed a remix album. And uh, shit, let's do birthdays. All right, it's birthday time. Come, 
so we got Cat Punk. That's right, May the 22nd. Happy birthday to Cat Punk. I hope you're having a lovely day. Is May 22nd when that Obi-Wan television show comes out? I feel like I just watched something that was kind of cool. Oh yeah, that Arcane show is not bad. The animated series, the animation's really cool in it. I watched a few more. The story's actually a lot better than I was expecting. I have literally no interest in the video game. I just checked it out because I always see it advertised all the time like League of Legends. And uh, when I went and saw gameplay, I'm like, oh, I have no interest in a game like this. But uh, the TV show is cool. I don't know what that has to do with your birthday, but uh, happy birthday to you. Well, let's see. In 334 BC, we got the Battle of Granicus. <laughs> the Macedonian army of Alexander the Great defeats Darius III of Persia in the Battle of the Granicus. <laughs> You know what? I don't even want to know. I think the Battle of the Granicus is an awesome thing, and uh, we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> well, there's a murder of interest. Is what this, this has its own section. Murder of interest. In 1176, the murder attempt by assassins on Saladin, the first sultan of Egypt. Well, that dude's got a wacky hat. Wait, this is categorized as a murder of interest, but then it just says there's a murder attempt. How is a murder attempt a murder of interest? Anyway, the bottom line is, you have a birthday of interest, and it's May 22nd. Happy birthday to you, Cat Punk. And uh, you know what? On May 27th, just in case next week's episode's a little late, I would like to wish a very happy birthday to Big Baby D. That's right. Daryl, how's it going, man? I hope you have a lovely birthday on May 27th, Big Baby D. I don't know if there's any murder of interest on your birthday. Hold on, let's let's see. Let's see if there's a murder of interest on May 27th. I don't see any murders of interest. Hey, a Battle of Tsushima! That's like the game I played. 1905, Japanese fleet destroys the Russian East Sea Fleet in the Battle of Tsushima. The only decisive clash between modern steel battleships in history. Steel battleships. Man, there's so many things. You can just, you go into a deep dive on the internet and then you just get sucked in. Like, it, it's crazy. I think you just have to pick a specialty. That's the bottom line. I think I'm going to, at some point, really settle on, like, what is the thing I care enough about that I want to be really well informed on? Personally, I think it's the environment. I think I'm one of those guys. Not that it's, like, better than the other ones, but I feel like a lot of people have, like, you know, social causes and things they care about, and ultimately, if the uh, Earth is on fire, then a lot of those things don't matter, you know, where it's just like, I care deeply about the way that the, uh, you know, the pygmy marmoset in Southern Asia is treated, and I'm like, okay, well... You know, if the forest is on fire, then, like, you got no pygmy marmosets to care about, right? Is a pygmy marmoset a thing? Happy birthday, Daryl. <laughs> All right, look, let's listen to one more song, and then we'll go chat with Betamax and Parallels, a.k.a. Holly. So I want to listen to this. This is the track from Virtuals. Yeah, I don't remember when I got this song. And to be honest with you, I was like looking for the social media links for virtuals and I couldn't find them. I think I did find the guy eventually. Anyway, this is a really cool song. And uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Guess what? Just like last week, we're going to pick some random ones, okay? I want to thank Zychorax, Acid Dre, 653 to Midnight, Eric Soikins, and Junk Mail Jeff. And this is Virtuals with The End. 
And that was The End by Virtuals, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Let's pick some random ones. Well, we got Lunar Baboon, Martin Stonehouse, Night Raptor, and Stuart Gibb. Thank you for supporting the show. Is there anything I was supposed to talk about that I missed? Oh, they cast a new Doctor Who. Well, we'll talk about that next time. It's another young guy. I have this issue when they cast young guys as Doctor Who. Like, I kind of wish they would just cast a real crazy person, but then I guess it would be hard to work with them. Anyway, look, uh, let's go now to my conversation with Parallels and Betamax. I'm gonna hit record here, and then there's gonna be a little timer. Oh, someone's dropping shit. Hey, oh, hey, oh. All right, sorry. I heard like banging. Were you like throwing a can? I was recycling something. Hey, man, you're a good guy. <laughs> I try, you know. Doing your part. Well, look, listen, we're here right now, catching up with Holly, aka Parallels. Hi. And also Betamax, aka Nick. Yellow, how you doing? I'm doing okay. So Holly, we've uh, we caught up like a month ago. Yeah. So I feel like uh, this might be inappropriate for the year 2022, but I figure we'll uh, silence the lady and then like just the men will talk if that's okay. I'm totally fine with that. Maybe like Nick and I can like explain things to you. I can like go eat dinner yeah. and <laughs> you guys can do your thing <laughs> and you can explain things. Of course, I'm kidding. Uh, jokes. Uh, you're both here because. <laughs> There's a uh, some sort of tour that's about to happen, right? Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, big uh, West Coast stretch here in about less than a month. So then, uh, what is the actual date? What is the actual tour? First of all, because is the main thing a tour of Parallels and Betamax, or is there other people joining for several dates, or what's going on? Yeah, it's kind of like a giant synth party that's hitting the road. First off, we have Missing Words, who are based out here in Long Beach, and Teal, based in San Diego. And they kind of had talked about a tour and were like, hey, Holly, do you want to come on tour with us as Parallels? And I was like, yeah, sure. Then Brad, Slack Machine, Brad Canan, wanted to DJ. So we added him. Then I was like, Hey, it would be fun to have a rad synth legend who can just like take us home at the end of the night and like, you know, give us a slam and dance party. And so I was like, let's ask Nick from Betamax if he wants to do this tour. And we were all like, hell yeah, because Nick and I were supposed to do a tour in April 2020 That's right. with Mecha Maiko. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, you know, we know what happened. So we're kind of like just making up for lost time. And yeah, it's going to be a party. The lineup is Parallels, Betamax, Missing Words, Teal, and DJ sets in between by Slack Machine. Gotcha. So then how many, uh, what are what are the dates? Let's just get this out of the way now, and then we can just have a, a fun chat afterwards. Yeah, sounds good. The dates are San Francisco, June 1st for Turbo Drive and Star Crash. They're teaming up which is going to be cool. And it's also Remy's birthday, who books Star Crash. Then we're heading to Eugene, Oregon to play The Big Dirty, which I just kind of like, you know, I was like, oh, we should play there because the name's hilarious. (laughs) And then we're heading to Portland for a show at Coffin Club. Seattle for Substation. That's put on by Yes Productions. Then we're heading to Tacoma and then Sacramento, Fresno, 
Los Angeles, San Diego, Long Beach. And you can look up all the venues. Oh, so this is like a whole bunch of dates. Yeah, it's 10. All right. <laughs> yeah. A baker's 10. <laughs> hey, I got a question. You pronounced it Oregon. How do you say it, Nick? Um, Oregon. Like kind of like Oregon, like your organ body. They're like a playing an organ, but it's a ketchup, catsup kind of thing, I guess. Wouldn't I would think? I never know how to say it. Is there a correct way? I don't know. Is there? I've heard both today. <laughs> how do I say it? I say Oregon. I think I say it the Nick way. I think I say Oregon. You guys are probably right. It's one of those words that like I never know how to say when I'm saying it. Well, maybe the listeners can write in. Just in the comments, write the word Oregon, but then not actually just say like, I pronounce it like this and then just write the word so that we can't actually decipher <laughs> how you say it. It's like Mobile, Alabama, you know, like it's pronounced mobile, but it looks like mobile. Or mobile. Or mobile, yeah. Now we're, yeah, now we're really we're really splitting hairs with <laughs> <for> pronunciation. <laughs> so I should let the audience know, if I appear to be a bit out of it today, uh, I just cracked my tooth, and there might be an episode of the show before this where I explain this to the audience, but uh, just so they know, we're, this, we are recording right now about 15 minutes after I just used this super floss and then just yanked a piece of my tooth off. Was there blood? There wasn't. Good. Well, I had a bad feeling. It, uh, actually, I still do, and it just annoys the shit out of me, so I, I know what you mean. Like, does it feel rough or something? Like, with your... It's just you, like, it's like a bump there that, like, doesn't feel real. Is it just feel natural, rather? And it's uh, just... That bugs me, man. Like, I used to have, uh... I had braces, and after I got them taken off, like, when I was young, they put, like, a metal bar behind my bottom teeth to like keep them straight. Oh, I have that too. I never got used to that. For a good like 12, 15 years of my life, I always just ran my tongue over that thing and was so annoyed by it. And then when I finally sort of like moved away from home and I got a job at the bank and I had like, uh, I had dental insurance. And like the first thing I did is like, I went to like the nearest dentist. I'm just take this thing off. And they're like, you know, your teeth will shift. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Like, yeah, it's, it's like inevitable for your bottom teeth to shift if you don't like wear a retainer from what I've seen. Just, yeah. We're, we're talking about dentistry. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, sorry, just my tooth just got ripped apart right here, so like it's it's well, yeah, on my mind. That's that's fair. Enough. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I, I hope I hope you uh, can fix that up, man. It's it's just it's a bummer. It's unfortunate. Well, how are you emotionally? Emotionally, I'm okay. You'll get to figure it out, man. Yeah, I will. I'd like to talk about this for another 40 minutes, if possible. <laughs> so look, let's. Uh, how about this? Let's listen to some music, okay? I got some tracks picked out from Betamax. I got some Parallels tracks. Of course, uh, Nick, I haven't talked to you in like two years, so we got some things to talk about, and let's listen to some music. There's a track you did with Primo called Watch Me. You want to listen to that? Throw it on. All right, man, here it is. This is Watch Me by Betamax and Primo.
And that was Watch Me by Betamax and Primo. And I'm here right now with Betamax and Parallels. That's right. They got a tour coming up. It's all very exciting. Ten dates, I've been told. Yeah. Longest tour to date for me, for sure. I've done some four or five day stints, but this is, this is going to be my longest and I'm pretty excited about it. It's going to be a pretty epic road trip. Holly, are you taking along? You're taking along Florence, right? I am. Yeah. Are you doing the whole band like you and those two guys with the mustaches? Yep, I am. They'll be there. And yeah, and Florence. So we are four now. Nice. How about you, Nick? What's your plan for your uh, set list? You got like a mood you're going for? Uh, I've kind of a uh, like a high energy sort of disco aim for this particular tour. However, um, Holly and I, uh, we had a collaboration. Well, not really. It was like a remix that we did. And hopefully I'm going to be performing that with, with Holly. Yeah. I think that'll be a lot of fun. So yeah, it's, you know, basically um, a high energy disco set and then encoring or somewhere in the set having um, uh, Holly come up and, and play uh, our remix together, which I think will be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. So is the plan then that you're closing, Nick? Like you're, you're like the final part? Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess so. He's the closer. Yeah. He's going to close the deal. Nice. Coffee is for closers only. Coffee <laughs> is for closers. <laughs> Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Yeah, I'm going to close it out. No, uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm planning on varying the closing procedure uh, a little bit differently. He's kind of gauge it a little bit. So I have some tricks up my sleeve. I'm going to do a couple different things that I've never done live that I think will improve and enhance the performance. So see how that goes. I'm hoping magic tricks. Uh, Thanks, Ollie. He he makes magic with his music, so it's a whole night of magic. She has a point. Uh, <laughs> I'm more of like a, a jackass sometimes, like when it comes to uh, on stage dialogue, and I, I enjoy that. I think everyone like feels like a jackass when they talk on stage. I don't know. I mean, some people can own it, but I'm always so shy on stage. I do it as a comedic stand-up routine for like about like five minutes, probably total of the set. I just like to talk to people and just connect with people and I noticed that any like synthwave shows I've ever watched on YouTube or gone to like it's just like this stone robot boy like playing something and just (laughs) it just feels very inhuman to me I'm just like I I just want to I don't want to be this person behind a mask I don't give a shit if anybody knows who I am I just want to connect with a crowd and that's kind of how I grew up playing music and stuff so I don't want to be shy I want to talk to the crowd so you can expect that for sure so you got like a big like 10 minute bit on cancel culture before you start like launching into some tracks <laughs> you, you know what I have a 10 minute bit on Pittsburgh nice about how bad it's badly it sucks no I'm just kidding I'm not. <laughs> when's the last time you perform live uh, 2019 Ooh. probably I'm thinking it was probably either Los Angeles or London I, I can't really remember exactly but Holly was mentioning we were going to go on tour in uh, 2020 and that was put to an abrupt halt unfortunately we were going to go out with uh, Mecca and we had a couple shows with with FM Attack as well and we are all excited and unfortunately that, that didn't work out so this is Somewhat of a redemption for us. <laughs> That's exciting. You got to dust off some cobwebs. Holly just did a performance like last month, right? Yeah, well, Holly's, she, oh man, she's on top of her shit. She's a live performer and she's good at it. <laughs> well, thank 
Thank you. We, yeah, we uh, we dusted off our cobwebs in March. And it was just like a tease for us because like once you play one show, you want to play a bunch. So yeah, we're really excited. And it's, it's really fun to play with a full band too. So how did that work out? Because I think last time I caught up with you was before oh, yeah. you guys performed. So was that like a, a decent show or what, what went on? Oh yeah, it was amazing. Like that was the first time that Florence played with us and us meaning me and Colin and Christopher they just killed it it was pretty rocking well I mean we've always kind of been a band of some sort you know on our first album visionaries that it had a lot of live drums and some guitar and stuff so it's kind of coming full circle back to that because we've you know we've kind of like changed it up a bit depending on who's available and what songs are playing and everything oh well, I do love that album that was actually one of the albums that got me into the genre I, I'd say you, you were you were before even before me no no way yeah oh yeah absolutely like I remember I remember like searching on iTunes, looking up things that sounded like Miami horror, like FM attack, Sean came up and, and you came up and I, I downloaded it and I paid for it. And I was like, this is sweet. Is this worth every penny of my money? Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's so happier, cool. Like the old, the old, old, old vinyl and poster yeah. that you guys had originally. So <laughs> I, I hang on to that. I have it. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, it's a uh, part of my little vinyl collection. I got Well, you're part of our vinyl collection too now. So, yeah. Oh, what, what did you guys pick up? Uh, what did you, you guys picked up Sarajevo. Sarajevo, yeah. Cool. And I think we... <laughs> do we have Lost in a Dream World? I have your sticker. I, I don't even think I have Lost in a Dream World. <laughs> okay, I don't think we do. I think it's just Sarajevo. I wish I even had a copy of Lost in a Dream World. I think I gave it to somebody. Did you give it to us? <laughs> Maybe. I may have given it to you guys and... I'm cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna check in on that. <laughs> yeah, check your check your stack. You might have it. <laughs> check your stack sounds like a cool thing to say to somebody, but check your stack. Check yeah. your stack. It's like a cool guy phrase, but I just don't know what it means. Like your buddy like thinks that you may have been robbed. <laughs> check your stack. <laughs> like your stack of cash or something. Yeah, your stack in your yeah in your wallet in your pocket. And they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, dude, check the stack, man. I think you might have been robbed. You're like a casino or something. I don't know. Well, look. <laughs> here, I want to I listen to some music. We'll keep on talking. So let's switch over to Parallels now. Now, obviously, you were here just like a month or so ago. We were listening to some tracks from Supersymmetry. So I, I thought maybe it'd be cool to find some other things to play. And you've got you know this whole album of remixes. And so I thought I'd play uh, some of those that we haven't played on the show before. So Morgan Willis did a remix of the Parallels track Counterparts. He did. And uh, let's listen to it because it's cool. Awesome. All right. So this is Parallels with the track Counterparts, the Morgan Willis remix. Cool.
that was Parallels with the track Counterparts, the Morgan Willis Remix. And I am back here with Parallels and Betamax. They got a cool tour coming up. And I ripped off a piece of my tooth. And these two own each other's vinyls. <laughs> I'm just getting us all caught up. <laughs> That's cute, though, right? People like to hear these sorts of stories. I've been, You know what I've been meaning to do? Maybe this will be. this is the thing that's going to kick off this thing. I want to start doing synthwave roundtables. You know, like those directors roundtables on like YouTube where they get like all the big directors from that year and stuff. Yeah. I thought it would be a cool idea to start doing that on this show to like sort of spice things up, like get like three or four, like, you know, big names in the scene at the same time and do like a roundtable thing where I can just sort of sit back and they sort of talk to each other about, you know, music shit. Because whenever <laughs> I'm involved in the conversation, I just end up steering it into <laughs> anything but music. That would be sweet. I think we kind of did that with Ladies Night. Yes. With Mecca Bico and Dana. And we're still, we still got to do Ladies Night. We originally had that scheduled to record like last fall and then, uh, <laughs> Yeah, fuck, I'll blame it on COVID. We can blame anything on COVID. Yeah, just... COVID. Yeah, let's just, just do it. <laughs> we are all ready to record. We're about to hit start, and then in came the novel coronavirus and uh, screwed up the schedule. So Unprecedented. We are going to do a part two. That's going to air at, like, Christmas time. But um, anyway, so, uh, Nick, what have you been doing for the past two years? Working, leading a pretty regular, boring existence, fixing up my house, adding to my studio. I, I did Sarajevo, which was... I don't know. That was my quarantine kind of album. You, if you listen to it, it'll express that very much. You know, I really like the sound of Sarajevo. It is very different to uh, your other stuff, but it's a nice. I like the sounds, and I like the just the general vibe of it. I thought it was really cool. Thank you, thank you very much. I was always majorly inspired by Words of Canada which I know it's like maybe that's a cop out anymore because like oh, everybody loves them hmm. but um, I really wanted to try to make some type of an album in the realm of, of what they do and this was this was my shot and I think I did a pretty good chill sort of ambient album and, and it had a lot of meaning to it I've n- obviously never been there I don't, I don't I didn't know anything about the event and the events that followed but I learned about it and it was an interesting thing to delve into and I like got obsessed with it and hence the birth of the album and the vinyl is very cool you get a lot with it you get a poster 180 gram vinyl and crazy cool artwork by Trina Hines Trina Hines you're my homie if you're listening <laughs> she's an awesome artist please look her up yeah that's kind of the gist of the story of Sarajevo and unfortunately I don't think I'm going to be really playing much or any of that on tour because I'm planning on a kind of a high energy disco set so I might pepper one in though we'll see but definitely buy the vinyl sounds great and it looks great and it's just like you'll play it a million times highly recommend thank you holly and Ian Broadway really were digging it you were up in the mountains in colorado so he actually skied to sarajevo in his headphones and that's the perfect thing to listen to yeah and he said like just the pace of his skiing like matched the music perfectly it was very <laughs> like <laughs> 360 he experienced what i actually wanted to experience with my own music uh, actually i've been trying to go out and ski for the past like year and i just didn't make it out because i wanted to test my product i was like oh i want to listen to my music while i'm skiing <laughs> Hey, man, don't get high on your own supply. That's fucking rule number one. I, I didn't. I didn't get high on it, and uh, 
but I, I, you know, I let it roll and I just wanted to test my product and hopefully this year I'll maybe get to get out there and ski. We, we don't have the mountains that you guys do out West. So well, you have a place to stay. So I appreciate that. And I'm going to try to make it regular. So get ready. I'm going to be eating all your microwave dinners out of the freezer. <laughs> You can sleep on the I'll couch and then up. use the Sarajevo poster as a blanket. I'm going to go on uh, Redbubble and make a blanket out of it. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. No, I, I, like, I definitely dig it. It's interesting that you mentioned uh, Boards of Canada because we don't really talk about them too much on the show, but I think they had like the same goal as a lot of artists in the synthwave scene, like to create music that transports you into the past. Like listening to Boards of Canada always felt to me like revisiting a weird childhood dream or something. And of course, like their use of samples from like 70s shit and like actual like national film board of canada like nature documentaries and stuff yeah that, i mean uh, yeah they do use all these like weird nature samples and like media like just general like weird media samples and i think that adds to like this sort of like ethereal like dystopian sort of vibe about the music because yeah. when i listen to it all i do is think i'm just like i think i just like think about my life and i'm just like what's how is this applying to it? And I can't help it. It's just, it's really a very unique style of music. And the way they recorded it is pretty interesting as well, because what I'm told is that it was in an era of all the analog synths and like tape machines and things like that were like a dime a dozen. Like nobody wanted them anymore. Mm. This is the mid nineties. Yeah. So they, 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 like they kind of took advantage of that situation and used them accordingly in a very unique way and I've never heard anything done in sort of the mid 90s that it has ever replicated it or anything else for that matter so it's it is very cool in that respect wish I could go back in time and take advantage it's that in Lego like if you could go back to the 90s when when people were just throwing their Lego away and just go to yard sales and just get big buckets of Lego I've said this a million times because now people know the worth of it right so it's like they sell a bag and it's like fucking 20 bucks for like a sandwich bag full of Lego because they know that's what it's worth really it's that much well like for those big bags you know like the big Ziploc bags you can get yeah the big, the big ones. yeah it's like you know like a pound or two of Lego or something and usually the value of that is like 20 bucks for a bag of like random in pieces whereas like in the 90s you could have gone to yard sales and people just got like here's a bucket you know here's like an ice cream <laughs> you know what are those pails ice cream pail is that what it's called a pail of ice cream bucket yeah hmm. either or i've never uh, oregon uh oregon listen. oregon yeah <laughs> let's <laughs> let's listen to a track uh you can talk to me about this afterwards nick but we'll listen to it first you did a thing called uh, the the remnant original soundtrack yes it's another kind of mostly moody sort of atmospheric album which i dig but i want to listen to the track the remnant that's the one that's kind of a bit more upbeat i'm assuming it's credits music yes uh yeah they, that's what that plays at the end so let's uh, listen to that and then we'll uh, we'll be back so this is The Remnant by Betamax.
was Betamax with the track The Remnant. And uh, I'm here right now with Betamax and Parallels because they got a tour coming up. Holly, tell me all about The Remnant. Yeah, I don't think Holly knows about The Remnant. <laughs> I don't know if I know about it. <laughs> That's the fun part of this. Make something you up. Know what? You know what's funny, though? is that you would be interested to know about it because it's film producers from Toronto. Ooh. Oh my God. Did we watch that? Yeah, maybe we did watch that. We, we may have watched it. I think that when you were staying out in LA, when we were shooting the Never Sleep Again music video, did you show that to us? Maybe. We may have shared a demo clip of the movie. I'm not sure. But yeah, this, it's the people out in Toronto. And um, yeah, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah, we we um, did. It was a short film. It's probably about fifteen minutes. It has Peter Kelligan in it, which I, I fucking love that dude. I don't know if you know who that guy is. Most people don't. He's the sweetest motherfucker ever. <laughs> me and George think that that's the guy's fucking cool. But yeah, he's one of those Canadian actors that's like always working. Like if a TV show films in Toronto, he'll have a part at some point. Because there's like a few Canadian actors that whenever they show up in a show you're watching, you can. Assume assume that it was filmed in Canada. <laughs> I'm just looking at his IMDb. Oh, that's right. He played the original uh, Lloyd Braun on Seinfeld. He's just a sweet-ass motherfucker, dude. I like him. He's a cool guy. And me and George, like, every time we fucking watch the movie, we laugh. Just his mannerisms. He's just a funny guy. So is this a, is this a horror film? What was the... It is a, it's a horror film, yeah. It's, it's a very serious, like, horror film. Like, the plot is is that uh, a group of con artists get together to steal a very valuable painting from an old woman. They're, like, spirit hunters that get the, the spirit out of the house. Okay, yeah, yeah. But they're con artists, and... And they end up stealing this painting and they have a very miserable fate towards the end of the uh, the short film. And then a really cool song plays. <laughs> yes, that's the very end. Actually, man, I'm telling you, like the uh, the songs that play throughout are equally as cool, if not cooler. But the end, the end track is very Carpenter. It's, it's a little more, more dry, you know, but it is a good song. For me, it's always tricky because obviously there's a lot of artists in the scene who make cool, uh, you know, atmospheric and cinematic music, but I always feel weird playing them on the show because it feels weird when you're like in the middle of conversation. Let's cut to to a track and then it's like four minutes of like atmospheric kind of thing so I always try and pick like the, the songs from the album that are a little bit more like you know upbeat and songy uh, yeah I totally understand that but that doesn't mean I don't uh, appreciate that stuff because I do. Yeah, you're just like, oh, I don't want to hear movement number seven on Betamax's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get that. Andy, I also love the word songy. Oh, thank you. That's a great adjective <laughs> to describe a song. Well, you know what I mean, though. It's like, uh, I hope you know what I mean because I, <laughs> I don't want to explain. It's generally relatable. Uh, format to listen to I for, get it. for most listeners, you know? Yeah. So, have yeah. you, uh, Holly, have you guys been uh, rehearsing? You, you've been staying to your, like, weekly rehearsal thing, or what's been going on over there? So, we haven't yet. I just got back to California, because I was back in Canada for five weeks, doing a tour with my dad's band. And you guys... We're literally 20 minutes from my hometown, and yeah. I just so happened to not be there. And we were there for two weeks. We were there over March break, and then I get a text from Brad, like, the day I get to Toronto. It's like, oh, you're, you you at home? Because we're going to be in... Yeah, because we had drove through it, and I was like, oh, my God, we got to text Andy. Like, maybe he's up here. So, then you weren't. Yeah. Not meant to be. That would have been really fun. You could have come and visit my childhood home. Yeah, that would have been cool. Next time. Next tour. So, how was the Stampeders tour? I mean, it was... 
It was rocking. So this, I was on tour with the St. Peters. I'm a rodette. And <laughs> yeah, they did. T- <laughs> they did 25 dates. You know, for a band whose combined age is over 240 years, like that's pretty good. <laughs> so the audience doesn't get confused. The band is a 24, 10 year old <laughs> and not a whole bunch of old guys. An orchestra of 10 year olds. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was great. It was amazing because, you know, it had been rescheduled three times. Right. So we finally got to go out and do it. And yeah, I got to go to all the towns across southern Ontario. And yeah, it was great. So for the audience who doesn't know, the Stampeders is a, uh, a very famous Canadian band. Classic rock. And you guys can go on these big tours of like kind of like the more rural areas and stuff. So that's how you end up in my neck of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> they used to wire up hockey arenas abandoned hockey arenas and they the roadies would climb up the pole and wire some power over to the arena so they could do a show <laughs> in these towns so <laughs> that was in the 70s is that a canadian thing exclusively like, like even like small towns have like hockey arenas well that's why they they could tour because oh they have a big hockey arena so they could turn that into an event space and throw on a rock concert so that's what they did because there's you know there's not a lot of venues there's some theaters across rural canada but more hockey arenas i'd say <laughs> what's your duty as rodette i mean i was kind of just like tour managing and you know helping with the merch and helping get the guys to where they needed to be and all that stuff it's fun you know it's a family affair so you know nice to spend time with my family and you know see the old guys rocking still because they bring a lot of joy to a lot of people is there any other people in the family that tag along? Like, does your mom go or your brother? Or? Yeah, my mom goes, and our crew is all family. They're all hilarious, and they all get along super well. So it's a good group of people. So is it like a big, giant van? We're all about the minivans. Well, there's got to be more than one, right? There's a lot of you. Yeah, well, there's two, and then there's, like, a truck for the sound crew. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I think, like, I don't know how big the truck is. It's pretty big, but... You know, they don't have too much gear. Get a big giant truck like in uh, Knight Rider. So like you had the big truck and then like you just put the vans in the back of the truck. <laughs> we need a truck for the trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. And you like roll out backwards like for action scenes. <laughs> Maybe I don't understand what a music tour is. I'm not entirely sure you've been on tour before. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there action scenes? <laughs> Uh, I'm an idiot. How about this? Let's listen to a track and then we'll keep talking. I want to listen to another one of these remixes, all right? Yeah. How about we do the track Ultralight? Yeah. Because there's a cool Ghost House remix of that. So uh, let's listen to that and then we'll keep talking. This is Parallels with Ultralight, the Ghost House remix.
And that was Ultralight by Parallels, the Ghost House Remix. And I'm here right now with Parallels and Betamax, just sitting around being cool. Sitting around being cool, that's what I do, man. It's just it's so natural to me, yeah. just sit around and be cool. <laughs> so, Nick, you mentioned you were sort of adding stuff to your studio. So what's been going on in the past two years? Has it changed? Did you repaint it? Nothing crazy, um, just more, more or less learning about what I have and also buying more crap that I don't need probably, but Uh-oh. you know, those old synths, you know, they were, they really touch a nerve with me. So I, um, I bought a few, few old synths, a couple new ones and, um, learning about those, trying to get my sound a little bit better, tweaking some things. So yeah, essentially that's kind of what's going on in the studio these days. Oh, uh, well, I just bought a Lin drum. It's not a synth, it's a drum machine. That's cool. It is cool, but totally unnecessary. <laughs> I just really always wanted one. And this was the drum machine that Prince used. We used an LM1. I bought an LM2, which is essentially the upgraded version of that. It's a little bit different in design and everything like that, but I've enjoyed playing with that. Uh, I bought a Moog1, which I haven't used much. I wish I would use it more. And yeah, I think I think that's all I've, I've really bought, other than dumping a shitload of money into UA plugins, <laughs> which they're, they're very proud of their shit because they they charge <laughs> a lot of money for their plugins, but they're very good. So I mean, they look good. They look good. They sound good. They sound fantastic. So yeah, is that a company where you can still buy the actual plugin and own it, or are they on a subscription thing? You can own it. You own it. Okay. Actually, it's based on the, their hardware, which is an audio interface. And if you own the audio interface, you can buy the plugins. To my, in my opinion, significantly better than just your normal run-of-the-mill emulations of the '80s rack mounts that a lot of people really like particularly the lexicon 480l reverb which is incredible Mm. that they emulate some of the preamps are really great and some of the effects processors are really good too so do you have any of the neve stuff i have the neve 1070 i don't think i have anything else from them though that that's like another whole thing that is, is, requires a, a lot of like research and like I love I love everything they do though I think they have a cool product and they emulate it pretty damn well whether it's a processor or like a effects unit or yeah whatever, so. I mean speaking of all this digital stuff like when you guys were talking about people selling synths for cheap earlier in the 90s because my dad actually did that because he had a recording studio and he was like like he sold his old Juno 60 for like a hundred bucks or something oh Jesus Christ he just couldn't wait to get rid of it because along came digital and you know everything could just be on the computer and he's like oh I don't want this stuff it can all just be on the computer (laughs) and now it's kind of like come back again and, you know, we want things again. Yeah, for good reason, though, too. I mean, they sound amazing. Oh, yeah. And every synth nerd wants to have, like, a wall of synths. Yeah, like, I'm kind of living that dream out a little bit. <laughs> it's the hair. It's the hair. You guys got to come You guys come and check it out. It's my dream. I'd love to. Yeah, you guys can come out. You can play all that shit for as long as you want. I don't give a shit. Have, have a fucking field day with it. I, w- I would love it if you did give a shit. Like, you can play it, but only for 15 minutes. And you're, like, sitting there with your arms crossed, like, looking at your watch. You're like, not that key. <laughs> There's people, respectfully, that probably would act that way. I'm like, oh, I have a $5,000 or something, whatever. Like, 
I'm like, no, just fucking play my shit. I don't care. If I, if I like you and you're my friend, like, come on out. Yeah, please play with it. Enjoy it. Show me something that I don't know. Well, that is the the joy of physical instruments, right? Like, there is something about playing a real synth. Oh, Even yeah. though I can't play worth shit, when I would go to the store, it is exciting, especially to do things like on the $8,000 Korg. Yeah, this is thing I'll never own, but it just feels so good. And maybe part of that is the mental thing of knowing that you're playing a very, very expensive thing. <laughs> There's like a magic there. Well, when you connect to technology, you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I just, I'm not a big fan of this whole subscription thing that's happening, because I, I I heard yeah what company is it korg that makes you do subscription now like there's one of them there's so many like on every level like softwares like you know instruments i don't know i bounced from adobe for that reason i was like fuck you guys man like i'm paying like 40 bucks a month to use one thing and the hardest part has been trying to find substitute software like i found a pretty decent photoshop replacement that was like a one-time purchase how about corral draw <laughs> <laughs> I just use MS Paint now. It's great. Control print screen is a really useful little tidbit of information. It would be fun to go back. I've, I've not watched too many videos about how they used to do certain things, but I imagine like poster art before computers, they were just full on like just cutting and pasting stuff to pages, right? And then like spraying it with like airbrushes and paint and stuff. I mean, like how else would they have done it? Yeah. And drawing and all that stuff. Like there's some word, like my mom would totally know what it was called. Print. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even want to go here. Let's change the subject. <laughs> Well, how about this? Let's listen to some music. I'm not old enough. <laughs> uh, Nick, so we talked about it earlier. Of course, you put out an album called Sarajevo in uh, in 2021, and it's a really cool album. Like a very different sound, I think, to what people were familiar with with Betamax, but uh, a really nice sound. And in a way, you sort of built to it a bit with Remnant, because like when you go back and listen, not, not that they sound the same, but that they both have this more kind of cinematic kind of... I mean, Sarajevo, to me, has a pretty melancholy vibe to it. Yeah. Very much so, but it's but it's like nice kind of melancholy. It doesn't necessarily. It's not necessarily sad. It's more like it's kind of like peeling back the rose petals, peeling back the flower petals. I don't know. And <laughs> I like it. Now, of course, just like always, I pick the track that's a bit more upbeat. I want to listen to Winter Games because it is a a cool song, and uh, it's by Betamax.
All right, and that was Winter Games by Betamax from the album Sarajevo. And I'm here right now with Betamax and Holly just uh, talking about random nonsense. So what is uh, what is Sarajevo about? This album has a story. Yeah, big time. I became inspired by a piece of architecture that I found on the internet. Background, I, I just, I'm really into mid-century architecture stuff from specifically the uh, 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, it could even go back further but this hotel was built on the cover of the album was built in i believe like 81 or 80 by an architect in uh, sarajevo bosnia and it was a beautiful hotel very angular and weird and crazy kind of looking and there's not much information about it and i was like well why isn't there very much information about it and i came to find out that it was used for the 84 winter olympics in that particular area so I'm like, well, what's this hotel look like now? And it's completely bombed out and abandoned. Just looks like it was a war zone because it was. In uh, 1992, they had a bad war. With yeah, that was the Bosnian War. Basically, they had some hardships, and I, I felt really connected with this situation because they just had a very big Olympic event in 1984. And the aesthetics were incredible. And I just said, you know what? I am inspired by this. So I wrote an album dedicated to the 1984 Winter Olympics in Sarajevo. And I was pretty proud of it. And I'm not even talking about it. I'm talking about the Mitella disco set and dealing with Holly. <laughs> and I'm pretty pumped about that, believe me. When I was a kid, my dad used to always listen to the news. Like, CBC News was basically the sound of our eating dinner. Mm -hmm. So there's some words that are burned into my brain that I never really researched or had context for. Every day at dinner, there would be an update on Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yes. And the Bosnian yeah. War. And so every there would always be the reporters, like, for CBC News, you know, in Bosnia and Herzegovina, and they would talk about the Yugoslav Wars and these things. And I never understood what it was about. I, even to this day, I think I don't, but I just remember every day hearing about this. And so these words have been forever burned into my mind from around this time. Andy, so it's interesting. same here. You just articulated like everything I was thinking. <laughs> it's like I have the words in my head, but I don't know the, the stories of them. The context. Yeah. 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 But Bosnia and Herzegovina, like that's a, those are words that are just for, will forever be in my head and well maybe that's what we should do we should uh, research the, the Yugoslav wars and listen to this album uh, I don't recommend anybody <laughs> do, do that to be completely honest well, with you. you gotta just go skiing and listen to the album <laughs> yeah, and listen to the album yeah if you really you really want to know what it's about research it a little bit yeah you'll find it very easily and it's a compelling story yeah i became infatuated with the fact that this happened and the architecture that was built it like really spoke to me and the logos and the olympic logos that were used and and just like the overall vibe of the event really struck me as something that was like man that's fucking cool and then I um, in like such a it. monumental moment yeah it was like lit yeah literally the peak and it just I don't know it just, it just struck me this is something that resonated and I really liked it a lot and I wrote about it and well wrote music about it and, and I felt I'd, I'd pay some homage to it with some music and, uh, there you are Sarajevo Sure. Well, now it explains why it's such a melancholy album, so it all makes sense now. Glad I cleared that up for you. Yeah. <laughs>
Because I, you know, I feel like I have to because it's such a weird one. You know, it's just, it's just an out there album. What did you say the artist was again? Trina? Is that? Oh yeah, Miss Trina Hines. She's an amazing artist that did the um, the artwork. She did a fucking amazing job. She rendered it and made it her own. And the vinyl is absolutely incredible. Like we actually have it and hold it in your hands. It's really nice. So, big props to Trina for for her artwork so good i don't think i'm familiar with her does she do like other album stuff or is she just doing all sorts of things that's funny you asked that because um she had never done anything with anything synthwave related whatsoever i sent her an email and i said hey um i have this conceptual album that i want to do and here's the deal and blah blah, blah. i was like yeah she's not gonna get back because i saw her artwork i was like this is incredible i was like this is cool as fuck Anyway, she got back to me like two hours later and she was like, wow, I can't believe you inquired with me to do this. And I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I? And she's like, I don't know. Like, let's do it. So (laughs) you fucking uh, commissioned her to do the artwork and she did a fantastic fucking job. And she's done some other artwork for FM Attack's album, uh, The Never Ending, which I did a remix for. Trina did the artwork for that as well she's fantastic she's a big like ollie ride fan and uh old school simply fan in general so cool well shout out to trina go check out her instagram heinz the artist is her instagram like heinz her last name heinz the artist did you turn your fan back on no it's my laptop fan actually <laughs> Things oh are heating up over there. Apparently, my laptop's going to explode because it's a complete piece of shit. <laughs> well, look, how about this? Uh, let's listen to another track, and then, uh, I don't know, maybe we can wind down or something. I don't know. We're having a good time here, but uh, how about this, Holly? Uh, why don't we listen to another track from Supersymmetry that we didn't listen to? I want to listen to Sophia. You want to do that? Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily upbeat. But it's a vibe. Oh, is that? Would you rather end with an upbeat song? No, 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 Sophia. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. This is uh, this is Sophia by Parallels.
right, and that was Parallels with the track Sophia. And I am here right now with Betamax and Parallels, and we just talked about the album Sarajevo, and it was a big downer, so Holly, say something fun. <laughs> We're going to be touring. Yep. It's going to be a giant dance party coming to the West Coast. That's right. And a lot of people have been saying East Coast, so I don't know, maybe there will be a part two. There could be. We hook up with some people out here. I don't know. I don't know how cool it would be, but it probably would be as cool as it is out there. I mean, they're both cool in their own ways. I know, but I mean, you're you guys are both like on the East Coast, kind of right now. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not the East Coast; it's like the Mid East or something. But I mean, you guys are cool. You guys are cool. Let's go wherever. I'm down. Whatever. Yeah, we'll go wherever. <laughs> People have asked me so many times. They're like. So, yeah, you want to do a show in Pittsburgh? I'm like, not really. And they're like, why not? It's your hometown. I'm like, because nobody gives a fuck about anything that isn't, like, on the Top 40 radio station. And I'm like, and like how is that? I'm like, because people here are fucked up. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Like, they, they don't have... They, they're the only only uh, 20% of their brain functions. And, like, none of that is in creativity or art or any. <laughs> acceptance of that way and that's kind of how it rolls man it just sucks that's why i don't recommend playing here not to say there isn't great people here that appreciate art they there definitely are uh pittsburgh a scathing review <laughs> from betamax I, I know right i'm hanging out with my big fat cat right now what's your cat's name uh her name is beanie how old is beanie beanie is old as fuck she is about 16 years old. Whoa! This cat is like an anomaly. She has been transferred from my apartment to my parents' house back to my house now that I own. And she's old and fat. And she's just a wonderful blob. <laughs> a blob of snuggles. Yes, she is. She She's awesome. But I mean, this is not, this this is not about my cat. I just discovered animal ASMR videos. Wow! What is this? It's animals eating, but they put microphones right close to them so that you hear all the eating noises. <laughs> the munch. Yeah, so I was just watching this one of a little kitten eating a sausage link, and it was a it's a pretty awesome video. I watched the bunny rabbit eat a watermelon and it is seriously amazing it was like a 12 minute it just started you know when youtube just decides like hey you might like this oh yeah so then uh, one day uh, youtube decided uh, that i would like to see an orangutan eat a bag of chips and i was like all right i played their game and i watched it and it was like an amazing video because <laughs> like, he like stands up and like pours the chips over his face and then like falls backwards on the chair and like knocks the microphone over and stuff like it was an awesome video <laughs> Have you ever seen the orangutans make cookies? No. Is that awesome? Very cute. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's, it's actually really incredible. Yeah, so I saw that, and then it was labeled animal ASMR because they were getting a lot of, like, crunching noises and stuff because he was eating carrots and some other things. I'm like, oh, animal ASMR, that's interesting. And then I got this video of a cat eating a fish, and he just, like, eats the whole fish up, and you have all, like, the bone-crunching noises and stuff, but it's, like, soothing and satisfying watching, like, animals eat because they're just so focused. And then this little black kitten eating a sausage link off a stick. It was amazing, right? It's just a little tiny kitten. It's just like... Just like eating away at this sausage link. And then the, the bunny rabbit eating the watermelon was amazing. It's a 12-minute video. But you know how fast bunnies' mouths move? Like when they eat? Wow. You know, they're like in fast forward. And it's all like... And it just stands there. Yeah, like the tur- it's a- They call those turbo munchers. <laughs> turbo muncher 85? That sounds like a synthwave band. Yeah, or it something. is. 
<laughs> yeah, it could be here. Free simply band name. So free band name for anyone <laughs> out there. Yeah, free band name. So, Andy, what there. you're saying is you want beanies ASMR. Hey, man. Oh, hey, yeah. Noises. Good. Like you get beanies ASMR. This cat is it's quite an anomaly, and I'll tell you why. Because I've had several cats growing up, and they all die at like 17 years old, which is a great long life. I th- I think it's a great. Oh yeah, no, that's pretty good. These cats they they get about 17, and this one is 16. The weird thing about her is is she's still fat. All my other cats that died when they were that old were like extremely frail and skinny, and like basically they, the world eating them up. This cat <laughs> is fat and like happy, and I feed her. And I don't care. Just like, hey, I'm just giving her food. Well, you know, happiness makes you live longer. So yeah, I agree. And I just think she's like content. Yeah, she knows what's up. You know, she's already lived a long life. She's very nice and friendly and loves people. She's sitting here. She's right. She's right next to me now, like laying on her, <laughs> her fast back on me. <laughs> You have to meet her someday. That's a beautiful image to end on. Yeah, Yeah, she's just like literally like slobbed right here, like rubbing her head against my leg. But cat talk. But I'll have to include her in the artwork for the show when I post it on Instagram. (laughs) Dude, I've actually been able to put a pair of sunglasses on her. Yeah, you can use that image all day. I don't care. That's that's free copyright. I love the <laughs> I love the tone of where this conversation has gone. This is good. Do you, do you have a cute cat, Holly or Doug? No. You guys got nothing. My parents have two dogs, Bowie and Jagger, and they're adorable and very snuggly. And I don't have any ASMR of them eating, mm. but that's a great idea. All I'm saying is, there's people out there making big money off their pets, and like the stranger your pet is, the better. People love it. I love it. <laughs> Look up Wilfred Warrior. Oh, God. Wilfred Warrior is my favorite cat in the world, man. It's amazing. You just got to see it to believe it. But, you know, we have a possum living under (laughs) our deck. I wonder if it's 17 years old. I don't know. But it did have a baby. Uh Uh-oh. Which was living, like, in a couch outside. It was so funny. (laughs) So, anyway. So, you know, maybe maybe it's my familiar or something. There's a possum here. (laughs) I love just the pause. There's a possum here. It's it's eating away the foundation of our house. Or something. Or like all the grubs or something. If, it's, if it eats cockroaches, I'm happy with that. Yeah, as long as they're not like nibbling away at the wood. I know those like houses in LA, aren't they just built on nothing? It's just like a house just like sits on uh, the dirt. Yeah, termites love to eat them. Yeah. Well, then there so. you go. Maybe you got a natural termite hunter in this. Have you named the possum? No. Should we do that together? Yeah. How about... Uh, People can write in. Yes, that's better. Because I was going to say Blossom. So I like <laughs> names that rhyme with the animal awesome. it is. That works. I like it. I'll ask her if she likes it. Okay. Anyway, look, listen. <laughs> I feel like we're all falling asleep here. So Nick <laughs> is about to pass out. He's going to fall asleep on this cat as a pillow. Uh, <laughs> maybe. He I starts snoring. How about this? I'm, 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 a, I'm good. I, I can 
keep interviewing, but I can go to bed as well. <laughs> I mean, I, that's true for me anytime. Once, yeah, I know. Once you have kids, you put me in a comfy chair and it doesn't matter what time of day it is, I'm out. Even when I want to like watch a movie that I'm looking forward to or play video games, the second I sit in the chair, it, all of a sudden three hours goes by and I just wake up and like, what the fuck just happens? Fair <laughs> enough. We all, we all this off. I mean... I don't. <laughs> you don't. I just can't. That is off, by the way. All right, you goofs. Well, wind down. How about how about we listen to a track from the two of you at the same time? Let's listen to Parallels with Reservoir, the Betamax remix. Yeah, love it. Yeah, and then we'll say goodbye. So this is Parallels with the track Reservoir, the Betamax remix.
And that was Reservoir by Parallels, the Betamax remix. And I have been chatting with Betamax and Parallels. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. We got to say goodbye now. We do. What do we do till then? I mean, what, what do we do till we, uh, you know, re-meet? Well. Couldn't talk to you in like three years. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it's not another three. Yeah, I hope it isn't. It won't be. I miss seeing a drunk Nick. <laughs> you're you're a happy guy when you've had some sauce in you. Yeah, I can be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we went to we 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 had a little adventure out in uh, Toronto. Yeah, that was, was a good fun. time. That was probably that's probably one of the last times I went out. Those gave you glasses out. Oh my god! It's a special occasion. Yeah, he's like a fucking. It's a Christmas miracle that uh, this guy fucking stepped out of his house. Yeah, well, I used to go out more, and then there was this fucking novel coronavirus, and now I'm walking around all paranoid of the droplets. No, no, I'm talking about before that. Before that. Hey man, I was a party guy. No. Don't let anyone tell you any different, man. Oh, actually go with that because I really don't know what your previous history before that was Hmm. and you did come hang out we had a good time we had a good time we'll just say I'm a party guy and I always was I'm the kind of guy who shows up and it's like Andy's here and I've got like a keg over my shoulder and I'm real cool (laughs) you fuck And and the babes love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just smoking a big cigar full of weed, but it's like a big cigar size, so I can just like toss it to people. (laughs) And you're like super tanned. Yeah, let's we'll we'll just go with this, and not uh, that I just uh, stay at home playing Skyrim. No, I'm actually like a real crazy party guy. I come in, swing on the chandelier. I have a monkey as a pet. Yeah, yeah, it works. Everything, yeah, that all works. (laughs) Anyway, that's why you're a big fucking interview guy. You do good. Yep. <laughs> you do good. I mean, clearly, I mean, <laughs> what the fuck else you got going on? Yeah, <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> you do. What the fuck? Yeah, you're good. But uh, the point is this: it's uh, lovely to catch up with both of you. Likewise, and uh, I wish you well on this tour. So, people, what, is there like a place to go, like a website to go to, or do they just find links on your social medias, or how does it work? Yeah. Well, they can go to the Parallels website, which is iloveparallels.com slash tour. And uh, we have all the links there. Perfect. And date number one is when? June the what? June the 1st in San Francisco for Turbo Drive and Star Crash. Ooh, I'm going to have to rush this episode out then, aren't I? Yeah. No more pet ASMR for you. I know. You got to get editing. I've recorded in the past two weeks several months worth of interviews. <laughs> so I'm just going to have to push them aside. I feel like I literally have all the interviews recorded up until like September. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. That's amazing. I guess. It's something. But of course, by the time we get to September, then everything we're talking about is just like, uh, you know, like, did, did Elon Musk buy Twitter yet? You know, and the news is like <laughs> eight months old. And I can't wait to see Spider-Man. That's why it's good to just talk about retro stuff, right? Then we can never get in trouble with uh, being out of date. Yeah, you keep it, you keep it to the subjects. Yeah, Until, keep it yeah. retro because it's timeless. Once we get to the Christmas episode of Beyond Synth and everyone's going to be like, can you believe Will Smith can <laughs> slap Chris Rock? And the news is like a year old. <laughs> can you believe Elon Musk slaps <laughs> Amber Heard in yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Galavan. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look forward to all that not being all over my fucking YouTube page. What do you mean? Johnny Depp on Twitter now. We can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not allowed to. I feel, I feel like you became drunk all of a sudden. What, what is that? Uh, I, uh, 
Yeah, a couple white cloths. White cloths. Look, listen, we're going to say goodbye. Oh, let's say bye now. Bye. It's uh, lovely to chat with you guys. Everyone should go check out the tour. June 1st, it starts if you are on the uh, West Coast, and it's going to be a good time. So that sounds like a lot of fun. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me and Nick, and say hi to all the Toronto peeps for me. And uh, yeah, hope to see some of you on the road. Hey, goodbye, everyone. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I appreciate you. <laughs> Just Thank you very happened. much. <laughs> and then I'll tell you about a date that we're going on tour. Tour. <laughs> say it like that. People must come. To <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm doing like a uh, dude. I fucking I'm obsessed with this one fucking guy on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just channel so good. Like it like hooks me. I've listened. I've, I've fucking watched every goddamn video he's had. I like that today we've had the opportunity to talk to Nick Holly and some other guy. Partway through, <laughs> <laughs> Nick has morphed into a different. I am fucking completely obliterated mentally. But let me tell you about my favorite YouTuber, which is fascinating horror. Oh, I was hoping it was Mr. Beast. <laughs> it took place on the 5th of May 2022. And like, this guy fucking just, just goes... I love this fucking guy's YouTube. He's just so chill. Talking about these chilling and fucked up event. It, it, it kills. Does he have a normal voice? I feel like I've watched some of those horror things where the guys have like really shitty voices where it's no, like... No, this guy is the best voice ever. Okay. Ever. I've ever heard. It's fascinating horror. The way he fucking introduces all these fucking things <laughs> are, are like it, ki- it killed me. I was like, man, I love this fucking guy. Because he introduces it with a theme song that's just good. <laughs> Like, it's a very good theme song. And then he fades into the date of the occurrence. And the date is so important. And you're just like, okay, on the fucking 12th of October, 1966, a crash happened and a fireball explosion went on. It is just like he's got the guy so chill about it. And he's so informed that you're just like, he, he kills it. So... All right, I'm well, sorry. I'm gonna. I, I went off. That's I went okay. Off <laughs> I tell you what, I'm gonna go there right now, and you fall asleep, and Holly, you have a lovely evening, and we'll Thanks, we'll talk to you guys soon. And I look forward to hearing reports of your uh, your awesome tour. Listeners can write in and say I went there and it was cool, and that's what's <laughs> gonna happen. So uh, yeah, good good night to both of you. Good, good night, you. Andy. Don't get too far, man. I, I love you, man. Love you, Holly. I love I love you guys more. <laughs> Uh, I'm reciprocating that love. <laughs> love. Hey, everything is full of love. 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 Okay. Okay. Good night, guys. Good night, you, you fuckers. <laughs> good night. Love y'all. <laughs> All right, and that was my chat with Betamax and Parallels. I hope you enjoyed the show. Go uh, check out Parallels' website if you want information on their tour dates and go see them live because there's a lot of awesome artists on that bill and you will have a good time. And that's all I have to say. So uh, tune in next time. I think next week is a family show where we look at the year 1997, I think. Christ, we're almost done. Two more of these. 
It's exciting. What should we do next? Should we just go right to the 80s? Should we take a break and just have some normal shows? I like doing the music shows personally, but I really look forward to these 90s shows being over. Anyways, I uh, hope you have a lovely day. Tune in next time to Beyond Synth. Uh, it's the best synthwave chat show there is. Thanks for Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you.